0: Surviving to Thriving. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks. But I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShuttler, and I'm a bodyworker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for joining. I have a great review I would love to share with you. It's from Jumble Me Crazy called Super Resources. This podcast really delivers lots of informative and interesting interviews about healing opportunities. Each presenter gives a brief yet clear view of how they help clients bring healing energy into their lives. What a passionate group of professionals you have found, Denise. Thank you can't wait for the next episode well my pleasure jumble me crazy that was awesome i appreciate your review and i hope that these episodes continue to bring you interesting and informative interviews and if you're listening and you want to share how you feel about the show please do so you can rate review and subscribe okay so who's ready If you are, let's buckle up and let's go travel to our next land. Welcome to the land of holistic psychology. We are searching for Amanda Gale Bando, a licensed psychologist with a PhD in clinical health psychology teaching people to shift from surviving to thriving. Dr. Bando's life mission is to help others harness their internal wisdom to live life as the best versions of themselves, mind, body, and spirit. Is that you, Dr. Bando? It's me.
1: Hi, Denise. Hi, I'm so happy we're here. Thanks for inviting us. Yes, nice to have you. Thank you so much for your interest. Yes,
0: we are very interested, especially during this time period that we're all quarantined and most, if not every single person's life is kind of flipped upside down. So
1: we want to know more about this land and what you do here. Okay, land of holistic psychology. I'm happy to show you around. Thank you.
0: So a lot of us have heard about psychology, but what is holistic psychology?
1: Well, I call myself a holistic psychologist because I think it's really in order to shift from surviving to thriving, you have to think of yourself holistically. It's mind, body, spirit, right? If you're just working on emotions, but you're eating a bunch of processed food, you're not sleeping, you drink caffeine all day and et cetera, et cetera, you're not going to be thriving. It really requires looking at yourself as a whole individual.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Holistic. That makes holistic. sense. Holistic. Yep.
0: Okay. So, what brought you to this land of holistic psychology?
1: Well, I really like results. I love doing what works. So, I um, stumbled onto some really amazing training in my graduate school years. And when I started seeing the clients that I was seeing change and make all of these magnificent changes in their life, really going from really just barely surviving, just kind of getting through to feeling like they had their idea, ideal life, which is, you know, why I'm always talking about surviving to thriving life's too short to just survive. Mm -hmm. So um, that got me hooked to help people in that way to really live their best lives is really what brought me more and more um, passion about this field.
0: Okay. So were you originally, I guess, uh, were you just in psychology and then you started to know, Oh, I wanted to bring in other elements. Like how did that happen?
1: So my training is in behaviorism and specifically focused on health. So it was very science based training. Mm -hmm. Um, everything I learned was research based, which gave me a really strong foundation because what I learned is, and I had really rigorous training. I had, um, was videotaped all the time. I had bug in what's called bug in the ear training where my supervisor would watch me in a session with somebody who consented to be watched in that session of course and would Uh direct me. Um, I was I was just I felt like for years I was endlessly critiqued. It was very rigorous and it's very much about this is what we know what research tells us is effective. So After doing that for a while, and you really start to learn and to master how to help people change and change strategies, um, I started to realize how much better people do when they look at their lives holistically. And when I talk to them about their nutrition, about their exercise, their sleep, um, time in nature, socialization, which is a big thing right now with shelter in place, um, and it just turned up the volume on their progress. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't think we can look at just emotional health in a vacuum. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a false, um, distinction that there's emotional health and physical health and mental health, you know, it's all one, right? Yes. So let's look at it all, see where you're thriving, see where you're just surviving and let's, let's shift that. Excellent. Well, uh,
0: yes, I'm happy. We found you because I'm all about holistic healing. And, um, I know, I think that is probably a big thing that people think about. It's like, let's separate emotional health when it's so intertwined with everything that we do. And if people are dealing with physical pain, do you work with people dealing with physical pain? And if so, what kind of pain and how, how does that go?
1: Sure. I've seen many people who suffer from chronic pain or um, chronic illnesses where pain is a component. So um, one of the tenets that I teach my clients are emotions are a physiological experience, meaning emotions happen in the body, not in the mind. And we have to feel our way through them. We can't really think our way through them. And similarly, Pain, physical pain, if you want to make the distinction physical versus emotional, happens in the body. We feel pain in the body. So by understanding our physiology, including emotions, it helps us to deal with and cope with pain in the body. And I've seen people like, I have this amazing client who can have a lot of pain and we have this surviving to thriving practice that she does where it's really paying attention to and dialoguing with the body. And although it's not the goal, the side effect is oftentimes on a pain scale, her pain comes way down just Mm. after maybe two or three minutes of this practice.
0: Nice. Nice. And I just want to say thank you for expressing what i Firmly believe and what I work with is that pain is in the body, emotional and physical is in the body. So yeah. Um I'm so happy that you said yeah.
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gets, you know, sometimes it feels distinct, right? Sometimes people think, oh no, that's physical pain, or oh no, that's emotional pain. I think oftentimes, especially the more subtleties, they get blurred. They're very intertwined. And it uh-huh. is this false distinction we make. Yes. And you know, just think about: Have you ever? Well, of course, I think everybody's had a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know that, like first heartbreak, you yes. feel like your chest is writhing, and it is physically painful. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so try to tell somebody who's going through a heartbreak that emotions aren't in the body or emotions aren't physical—it's all linked. yeah, it's all linked and very painful. And um, we've all gone, we've all gone
0: through those. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I always say the body doesn't lie. So, all right. Okay. So thank you for sharing that. And you talk about how you work with people in pain. What is a session like working with you? And it's probably not just one session, but what would it be like? Let's say, Oh, let's, let's try to work with you on. So what are some big sure. issues
1: that you tend to work with and how do you work with them that way? So, I work with a wide variety of people. Mm-hmm. Um, let me maybe talk a little bit about the technique I use and then I can talk a little bit about the issues or of what, why people come to see me. Okay. okay. So when I first see somebody, I view them as being at point A. So we'll spend the first one to three appointments really defining what point A looks like for them. So that means I'm asking them a bunch of questions about their current life and behaviors and level of satisfaction, and they're starting to sort through what's working for them, what's not working for them. So we get a snapshot of point A, where they're at today. Uh Then I ask them to as clearly as possible define what their point B looks like which is their ideal life. And so once we've got that down and they know that I understand what their point B is, then we start down the path from point A to point B. And I have a question real quick. Yeah, go ahead. What if they don't know what their point B is? Well, uh, I find that if you ask the right questions, people know. Oh, okay. Because at least you know what you don't want or what isn't working. Mm-hmm. Or you have some inkling of, well, I kind of know I want this, even though it's not specific yet. And mm-hmm. some conversation is, I'm not had a lot of trouble helping people define that. Got it. I think already
0: that's, a, that's already a huge service, right? When people get foggy and have no idea where they want to
1: go, they just don't want to be where they're at now. So yeah. That's, that's already, yeah. I think, extremely helpful. And occasionally I've had people say at a point B goal of theirs, maybe um, I want to be clearer about what I want in my career. I want to get a clearer idea, you know, and it is addressing the fogginess. Mm-hmm. So then it's our job to figure out what's in between where they're at today and mm-hmm. defining what they want. Okay. That can just be part of the process. Got it. Okay. Okay.
0: And then, cause I asked that question. So you're on your way of, okay, we've established what point A and point B
1: are. And then what happens? So my job is to help light the path from point A to point B and help my clients increase their awareness about what is on in front of them on the path. And from there, we usually see obstacles and challenges. And so we've got to identify them, be aware of them, know what they're about, and oftentimes, um, I teach strategies, surviving to thriving strategies, so that they can bust through those obstacles and move down the path. Nice. And that's how we work together. It's very action oriented and results driven. We're okay. looking towards point B, making sure we're moving in that direction or troubleshooting. Why not? And getting back on path. Okay. Eyes on the prize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my supervisor's okay. phrase. He would always I I
0: can't, I can't say it's mine. It's a good friend of mine's phrase, And I I took it from her. (laughs) Um, So, you know, what would you say is a big misconception with psychology? Because what I hear a lot and and often think is that we're diagnosed and we're just kind of labeled a certain way. And then it's hard for us to move forward without that, that label on us um did you ever do that kind of work what is your opinion about that is that what you do now
1: um i'm sure there are many i can think of a couple misconceptions about psychology and um i think the biggest one is what you're touching on is that you must be suffering or have a diagnosis or have mental illness in order to seek therapy i don't really view my clients in a Pathological way like that. I think we're all okay as we are. We're just kind of showing up to do our best, and some things in life maybe aren't working for us, and we need help so that we can shift gears. But um, I think that you don't have to be suffering. You don't have to have what you define as an illness. You don't have to have any pejorative way of looking at your health or mental health. Um, high achievers even can benefit from psychology from therapy. And I think sometimes even benefit the most when you're doing really well and you are high achieving because um, therapy can help you gain more confidence in making decisions and tap into your wisdom and your it factor more and more and help you unlock really more and more potential so that there's really no ceiling on what you can do. And that's what I see psychology as helping people do. I don't really... um, know that i buy into mental illness in that concept i'm more about promoting mental wellness or wellness in general
0: oh yeah it's the passionate health advocate dance break now get up and shake your thing Oh, that is so refreshing. I'm so happy we came to this land because I definitely, in my world, uh, people that I talk to, clients that I work with, that is a big deterrent, thinking there's something really wrong with me and I don't want to have that taboo label. I have mental health. Um, we all have health in our mental, you know what I mean? It's like we all have mental health, <laughs> um, but it's to be labeled. I'm dealing with someone that has mental health. Uh, know i don't want to be coined in that i don't want to be looked that way but it's it's really a holistic approach versus being labeled or diagnosed as something and you're unfixable i think that's a big idea that people have
1: uh and
0: myself included at one point in my life yeah
1: yeah um most of my clients are high achieving ambitious even can be perfectionistic um and when you're doing well in life, when you're doing okay, it can be a great time for therapy because it helps you turn up the, you know, level up and increase where you're going and help you reach that even higher potential. Okay. So I think it's about how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're definitely changing the perspective already on this. Um, Have you ever worked with anybody that had gone down the path in um, seeking a psychologist where they have been labeled and they've kind of felt stuck with this label and not know how to move forward?
1: A lot of people that I've seen over the years um, have been to many, many therapists and uh, luckily I'm their last stop. So um, yes, I've seen a lot of people who have seen other therapists and practitioners in general, and just had really ineffective treatment or treatments that did not click for them or help them get any Mm -hmm. better. Um, That's another appeal to me about being results oriented. Yeah. You know, I do not want to be another person who's just kind of a step on a a path of no results and the client not getting what they want.
0: Okay. Well, we definitely came to the right place. (laughs) Um, I'm sure everyone listening would like some results. Um, Otherwise, what are we doing? Even though I am a huge fan of of a process, but we do want to have an end of the process. So yeah, that's that's great. So what would you advise um, anybody listening
1: how to find a qualified psychologist
0: to work with?
1: Well, is it fair to say this? You agree it's difficult to find just an awesome healthcare provider, psychologist or otherwise?
0: yes that's why we're doing this show (laughs) people find amazing people
1: yeah i think that there are amazing people out there and i do think that sometimes you have to be patient and do a little bit of so um in terms of finding a wait i'm sorry miss um you said be a little
0: patient and a little digging is that what you said yeah be patient
1: and do a bit of digging like you got to be prepared to roll up your sleeves a little bit and Mm -hmm. maybe the first person you come across is not a match Right. I encourage people to have the attitude of personal responsibility, meaning I am in charge of me and my health. And I am looking for somebody that I can use as a consultant to help me along my path, but it's my path. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people to use word of mouth as a great way to find a therapist. If you have a friend or somebody who can tell you, yeah, this person is legit. They really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you're searching online uh, I say evaluate a few people, make a first appointment and do not go in with the attitude that you are deferring to that person's expertise or that you have to then be in treatment with them. Go into that first session evaluating. Hmm. What is this person like? A, do I feel comfortable with them? You're going to feel super comfortable with somebody you're telling all your personal details to and expecting yes. them to help you. <sighs> um yeah if you don't feel comfortable i've heard people tell me so many times they've seen a therapist and they didn't feel, feel comfortable but they kept going they oh, thought, mm-hmm. well, gee, it's, i just need to work on this anyway maybe they can help me i say get out of there
0: yeah oh, that's,
1: comfortable. that is
0: such good advice thank you so much everyone listening um i i get it we, this happens probably to most of us because it's, it's maybe it's a foreign issue that you're dealing with and you don't know you just don't know how it works so hear it from Amanda. You can get out of there if
1: you're uncomfortable and find somebody that is more, uh, resonates with you better. All yes, right. You are paying for that service. This is your life that you want help with and use that first session. Are you comfortable? And then the other thing is, does this person seem like they can help you with what you want help with? Can they articulate that they understand what you're going through and they have expertise to help you? And does that make sense to you and resonate with? Mm-hmm. So I think always come back to your wisdom, filter it through your wisdom. If it doesn't seem right, go find somebody else. Mm-hmm. You want that click. Nice. Okay.
0: And word of mouth, is there, um, besides word of mouth, is there anything right now? I think there's listeners, not just only in the state. So I think word of mouth is a, the general thing anybody can use. Is there anything to look for as follows as qualifications?
1: Does that, is that something important? You know, I think it's a little bit arbitrary. You can look for, there used to be a better way to look for people who had specific training, but now people use terms like cognitive behavior therapy or other evidence-based treatments rather loosely. So while people may say that that is what they are doing, it may not necessarily be what they are doing. Um, So I think you've got to look for keywords in terms of what you're looking for in treatment. And you're really looking for a resonance with that particular person.
0: Okay. When you say keywords, can maybe just give us a a couple
1: examples. Um, Sure. Like, are you looking to improve upon your sleep, nutrition, mindfulness? Do you have um, specific um, symptoms that you want to address or look at somebody who specializes in relationships, whatever is specifically going on with you. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then search that way
1: and then talk with people. Okay. Unfortunately at this point in time, I just don't think that there's a systematic way to go about finding that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in general, it's kind of put the intention out there and do your due diligence to search. But now it's, I think what's great is we're giving information as far as, okay, to help that journey, to make it a little quicker, more efficient, mm-hmm. um, knowing, knowing specifically what's going on with yourself and then talking with friends and family.
1: And then it, can
0: people go online as
1: well? What would? Yes. You mean to search or you mean for online yeah. therapy? Uh, to search. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Go online to search. I think that's how many people find therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, that you want to be prepared to roll up your sleeves and do some thinking. You know, in the end, it's worth it for sure. (sighs) Yeah, just like if you want to find a general practitioner, Mm -hmm. you could find, you know, go on your insurance plan or look in your area or whatever, and you can find twenty people, and they're all general practitioners, and they all may have similar training but they all may be very, very different. Right. That's and, very true. you know, I think we're entering more and more an age where we are taking more responsibility for our own health instead of the mindset of putting it in the hands of the doctor or that whomever the professional is. Yeah. And yeah. I think, pay attention. How do you feel with that person? Does it seem like that person knows what they're doing and can help you?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. Okay. So do you, with the work that you do, are you someone that will work with anybody? Meaning do they need to have insurance?
1: No, I'm not on insurance panels. So people who see me tend to budget for their health in a particular way and pay out of pocket. Um, So that's not a barrier to entry with treatment for me. Got it.
0: Okay, great. And, um, right now, is there anything that you are doing for anybody listening that could be interested in you have any services
1: that you're offering right now? So, uh, I'm always doing a million things and producing a lot of, a lot of different projects. I am producing a lot of content on social media right now. A great way to follow me is Instagram or Facebook. It's at Dr. Bando is my handle, D-R-B-A-N-D-O. Um, you can also find me on my website drvando.com, dot com drbando, um, and if you follow me on social media, then you'll get the latest updates. So I have an ebook I'm releasing soon, which will be a free ebook talking about um, the five key strategies for people who are really successful in therapy. Um, nice. Thanks. I yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Can I'm going to, check to put it. Up. A, yeah. I'm going to put out some classes soon teaching some of my surviving to thriving strategies. And then I'm always posting up tips, strategies, encouragement, reminders. So hopefully it's just a positive little blip on your feed. And if people want to work with me individually, they can go to drbando.com and find me there.
0: Okay. That's great information. Okay, everybody listening, we have options. You can read an ebook. There's some classes. And coming even, soon. Coming
1: soon. Yes. And then um, are you still taking new patients? I'm always taking new patients, or sometimes I have a wait list, but I'm really diligent about getting people in as soon as I can. So people are always welcome to com- to contact me for individual work. Great. Okay. And just to
0: clarify, all your services
1: are online? Yes. So all of um, – I moved from – san francisco to southern california in the fall of 2017 so i was a little ahead of the curve just by circumstance Um, i just happened to retain most of my patients stayed with me so i shifted to an online practice and it's just been rolling that way ever since so i'm very comfortable with and used to doing remote therapy and everything i do is telehealth telehealth okay perfect
0: well I'm so glad we came to this land. I mean, you've already been doing telehealth and it sounds like you're a natural at it and you have a nice uh, patient base and maybe one of us could be a new patient. Um, Who knows? But it would be
1: nice to come back to explore
0: this holistic land again from going from surviving to
1: thriving. Thank you. I would love it. Come back anytime.
0: Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShuttler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.